listening to Starfield Raw. Hi everybody, welcome back to Starfield Raw. This is episode 7, I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my amazing co-host, as always. I am joined by the universe's greatest explorer, Rook. Yes, exploration is fun. I love exploration. But I got other stuff to talk about, so let's get to it. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. This is our first episode we're getting. I'll get into that in a second. But first, my other co-host, the man himself, the UC Piglet, Archon. The UC Piglet. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I had to throw it in there. You know, I'm, the full, I'm the whole hog now. I've done the whole thing. So I'm the whole hog. So this is our first episode where we're getting into the planned format where it's pretty much the meat and potatoes of our show is going to be our gameplay. We're going to go through, talk about it, go back and forth on arguing um, on points, but we're also going to be doing these different segments that we're going to kind of uh, filter into the show periodically throughout the weeks. And the segments we have currently planned, other than the news, the news is always going to be priority when we come up with when Bethesda releases, releases good news about the game, we'll bring that up. But we're going to be doing Faction of the Week, and that's going to be until we run out of factions to do. We'll do those. We'll kind of trinkle those in. So it's not really Faction of the Week, but we'll just highlight a faction and then get into detail about those factions. Uh, we're going to do Lore with Rook. When he gets the his data collected for the <laughs> lore, we'll be starting that up. And we're going to be doing a side mission of the week. We figured we found that there's a lot of these really in-depth and really cool side missions. And we want to highlight the really interesting ones that we found at least one or two of us have done. We got a really good one for you guys today, the Mantis. We'll get into that in a little while. So if you guys have any um, ideas for segments you'd like to hear us do, uh, email us in, message us on, on X or on Facebook, let us know. And good ones, we'll give you a shout out and we'll start using it. Also, speaking of shout outs, if you guys can drop us those five-star reviews on iTunes, Spotify, Google, huge help. And the good ones, we might give you a little shout-out on the air saying thank you. All right, we got a lot to talk about. This is probably going to be a long show. This is our first show with full gameplay. Not just talking about what we think about the game, but what we're actually doing in the game. Who wants to go first? Uh, as mine's going to be simple, so I'll go first. So I've been sitting here exploring. The reason why he, Widget said I need, when I collect more data, is I have done like maybe the first quarter of the main story arc and then went off on my own this dude and guys <laughs> i think he's got the record for the most planets fully explored and turned in no not turned in because yeah. everybody runs out of money fast <laughs> and, and when he says the first quarter he really means the first one tenth <laughs> okay okay he's not as far I, into the story as he thinks he is i got i got to the uh a little bit past uh, a certain segment of the game where you have to uh, branch off three different directions. I got right past that. That's that it. reminds me. We're going to be bringing up a couple of spoilers. We'll give you guys ample warnings before we do. And then we'll let you guys know that when that comes around. Oh, yeah. So I've been exploring a lot. And so far, I got to say, Cassiopeia, which is a mission, a planet you go to for a mission, uh, a companion mission, is actually very very beautiful planet it was well drawn um the creatures fit in perfectly 
And even when you go to the areas that aren't part of the mission area, it's still a very beautiful planet. You know, we were talking about for a while um, when we first were doing talking about the show is doing like a, a planet of the week. But we decided, no, there's too many that are going to be procedurally generated. But I'm tasking Rook, man, because he's our explorer. If he finds a planet <laughs> like this, give us details. Let us know, man. What, are there, oh, yeah. are there good resources on it? Can we build a base there? We can right always now, build a base there. But. You can always build a base anywhere. Whether or not it's going to be a base that's useful for you is another question. Mind you, though, if it's got a hazardous environment, you have to have a specific skill to be able to put a base there. Yeah. This way, uh, Cassiopeia is a breathable environment. You take your hel uh, helmet off when you come on the planet if you have yourself set up for that. The resources, I didn't find a lot were a lot of the mined resources are together. Uh, I found those more on like the moons and stuff that are barren, not the nice fancy ones with creatures. But it is a good place if you're playing Beast Master, Beast Hunter, whatever it's called. That build, you can actually uh, find some good beasts there. It has some amazing sunsets, though. And I finally got to witness the sunsets through different atmospheres while exploring. Dude, and I want you to put some pictures of this on our Twitter. <laughs> I'll have to. I got at least screenshots of one of the moons I was on, and it was a greenish color, uh, a greenish color sunrise. And it was like, wow. Interesting. It's been fun. That's, that's yeah. really awesome. What he mentioned about taking your helmet off, just so you guys, if you guys don't know, how do you do that? Okay, so when you set up your character and you go into your uh, helmet, down on in the bottom, you'll, yeah, in your inventory, you go down to your helmet select, uh, option, and then when you click on it, you'll see at the bottom uh, all the different options you have, and one of them is to take your helmet off in breathable atmosphere. That's what uh, I use that because I like being more realistic in my gameplay. So when I'm running around I on a breathable atmosphere, I want my guy not to wear a helmet, even if it is nine degrees Celsius outside. Get your sexy self <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, um, on the flip side, if you're inside a settlement and you want to wear your not not wear your suit, go to your suit and the suit option in your inventory and you have that same option at the bottom where i'll say uh hide uh hide suit in settlements you guys want to know something that's embarrassing mm, yes I, did, I didn't know that oh wow <laughs> so I, I, i'm gonna go yeah, yeah i've been finding out a lot of things lately that i've been like how did i not i knew the helmet one you think i put two and two together <laughs> i could have sworn i brought this up early too <laughs> we've been on discord a lot this last week while we play through our game just bsing and talking about it so poor archon man every time he finds something that's a pro tip for him it's like yeah we already figured this out <laughs> yeah, they like don't bother to tell me they just let me figure it out on my own hey some of them i don't find really interesting because a lot a lot of them that i've come across like so hiding behind cover, if you aim, you'll peek around the cover, whether it's off to the side or over the top. Uh, both Rook and Archon want to do um, kind of tips and tricks for building outposts as well as shipbuilding. If it's okay with you guys, I'd like to do that like at the end or near the end of the show. Oh, yeah. I'm good that. Yeah. All right, what else you got, yeah. Mr. Rook? Uh, right now, that's it. I'm finding out that a lot of planets don't, a lot of the generated planets don't have a lot of war items. 
but I have a suspicious feeling that the people behind in Bethesda really hate corporations. Because <laughs> that's most of the stuff I'm finding is corporations firing people for not having enough money. I don't know. One of my favorite quest lines I've played in the game so far is the Ryujin one. Talked about it last episode, but yeah, it's it was pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I got to get around to doing some quests. Uh, y'all are way ahead of me in the quests. Um, so I got to catch up because if I'm not mistaken, y'all are both at y'all's new game plus and I'm yes. still nowhere yep. near finishing <laughs> this game. <laughs> well, I, I kind of shortcut it though. I just did the main story and I did Ryujin. That was it, which turns out kind of, well, I'm actually very happy I did it that way because there's, there's reasons. We'll get into that later. We'll put the spoiler up and we'll talk about it, but I, I'm glad I did what I did. I got to say though, we were questioning when y'all are running through the story, about how somebody could put 150 hours into this game <laughs> in their original game. I'm almost 60 hours into this game, and I am still nowhere near. Dude, I do not question that. I'm 50 plus, like, 52 hours, something like that, and I'm nowhere near, anywhere near completing this game. Yeah, I haven't even completed the main completing story yes. I'm 50 hours Completing, in. yes. Like, I agree, but, like... I don't know. In my experience, it took me roughly 34 hours to beat the main story. And I, I did some other things as well. Like I did a little bit of exploration. I did some outposts, quite a bit of time with outposts and stuff like that. I would say if I would have went gung ho right from start to finish, I probably could have finished the main story in about 25, 26 hours. Well, if like that. any Bethesda game, the main story is only a small portion of the actual story of the universe. Right, right. But, like Widget, I agree. I, I am glad that I beat the main story first. And now, the second playthrough, I'm going way more in-depth with it. Because there are there are perks associated with New Game Plus. And, and they're very yeah. helpful for the second playthrough. So, it is, very, it, it is a good idea, in my opinion, to go through the main story before you get crazy in-depth with what you're doing. Yeah, before see, my, you really dive into the game. See, that's where I differ from both of you. I believe uh, you don't need to rush through the game, the story, to get the best experience out of the no, game. No, no, it's all really. It's a matter of opinion, based yeah. on what yeah, yeah, my correct. play style. I, I'm all new play game plus. I agree with you 100 percent on that. That's it's all based on what you like to do. Like you're in there exploring, you're having a blast with the game. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. Right. I, 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 I'm still mad at myself because I tried taking over a ship that I can't fly because my piloting's too low. You didn't have a Type-C license yet? Yeah, I'm I'm like four kills now, or three kills now away from getting my Type-C license. I can't say much, though. I just got mine a couple hours ago. <laughs> the only thing that I would say as far as, like, Rook's play style and the way he's going through it and stuff, the only negative I see in that, and... This isn't really a spoiler because it's common knowledge. If anybody's ever played any game that has New Game Plus, you know this is going to happen. But when, once you go into the New Game Plus mode, you lose everything. Obvi I mean, obviously, you keep your skills in your level, but you lose everything. So all of your exploration you've done, everything you've scanned, everything, everything is gone. So if you ever want to go into New Game Plus mode, you're going to kick yourself. <laughs> Because you're spending all that time getting all that scan data and it's all going to be gone. That's the, that's the only downside I see. On the flip side, I've had this happen uh, recently. Uh, so I scanned a planet 
was an idiot and died because I thought I could take on elite head first, running straight at him when I'm almost dead. <laughs> and uh, do it. And when I respawned at the start of my landing at the planet, everything was slightly different. Like the creatures' locations, the buildings' locations, and what the buildings were were completely different. So. I would still get and I'd still be interested regardless whether I lost all that scan data or not. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I see both sides of it being valid. Oh yeah, so do I, but I have to argue my point. You have to. <laughs> and it's all good. That's what we're here for. This game is big enough and in depth enough where I'm sure we're gonna have plenty of arguments <laughs> throughout this course. I mean, we've argued about a couple of things off the air as well. All in good fun and mm-hmm. all of them made really good points. But uh so Archon. Yeah, so obviously we know that I went a completely different route in my playthrough. Um, I went through the main story. Like I said, I did a little bit of outposting, got to New Game Plus. Now that I'm in New Game Plus, I'm taking a much broader approach to the game. Um, I'm My goal this, this run-through is to try and do everything. I want to do all the storylines. I want to do all the, the outposts I can. I want to do all the crafting thing, which I'm pretty sure I've got almost all the crafting unlocked because if you've heard any of the, our previous episodes, I love crafting. So like the first place I started putting all of my points is spaceship or spaceship design, cr- crafting. The only thing I haven't done so far is pharmaceuticals and food. Those are the only crafting I haven't, haven't done. And I think I have just about all of them maxed. Um, I've had great use for the pharmaceutical one. Yeah, I, I, I need to get more into the pharmaceutical one. Um, but this playthrough, I've really, really been enjoying the story. The lore that that uh, Rook is, is looking for, uh, it's, it's buried so deep in all these quest lines. It's just so rich with story and every one of the story I, I, I went through the, the whole UC Vanguard and I loved every second of it and they like you end up getting a, a branch off mission to do the Crimson Fleet and I'm doing that and now I'm like oh yeah the Vanguard was good but the Crimson Fleet is so awesome and and then with Widget he said he did the Ryujin he said he really loved that so I'm really looking forward to doing that I'll probably do that one here pretty soon after I finish the Crimson Fleet I'm just trying to go through all of them and just really, really get a grip on the story and everything this game has to offer. And so far, I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, that's the whole point, right? Right. I keep on discovering new and new and new new things constantly. That's just like, oh, that's awesome. I got to tell the guys. Yeah, like today, for instance, I apparently am the last person to this to know this. But if there is anybody else that doesn't know this out there, those big red emergency doors that you interact, you go up to and you're like, oh, look, a door. But I can't go through it. There's no way to interact with this. You can. If you use your cutter and you cut the bolts in the corner, it'll reveal a secret door. And that is awesome. Just I don't those know if I call it secret, but yes. Well, a lot. I, I, <laughs> I have written, the one I ran into, the only way into there was through that. Yeah. So that was a secret room. I mean... Yeah, there are some secret runes, but there's uh, there are also one. they're also on um, areas where you can sneak around and attack from a different direction, or sneak around and stay complete stealthy. Uh, yeah. There's I did have a secret room I found, but it involved platforming going up. 
in one and of the Did you bases. find the same one that I found where it was in that frozen building? Frozen building where it was you had one to of those go... cryo labs. Yeah, and then you had to hop up on some pipes and some uh, I found AC units. a dead scientist there holding a case of harvested organs. Yep, that's what I found. Yeah, I was going to bring that one up. <laughs> yeah. it, you found I it mean, too. It's just, it, it, and I never would have figured that out had I not like I was in my find mode and I was looking around, look, and something jumped out and attacked me, and I went to go hit it, and I had my laser out because I was in find mode and like a noob i didn't like switch to my weapon first i just shot my laser at him and it hit one of those bolts and it came off i was like wait a hold the phone what happened and it's just little things like that that you you come across that you wouldn't have that's i love the detail the detail is amazing the biggest one to me is the uh one thing i've noticed this is the first game i've played with bethesda where if you're hiding behind something and you aim you'll actually aim over it and pop out of cover to shoot this is the first bethesda game i've actually played with that and that's some good detail to add into the game yeah that is nice one skill that i've been wanting to try out with combat because i I really like the combat and stuff in this game but the one skill i haven't tried out yet is the one that gives you the the little tactical slide and i think that would be kind of fun (laughs) i have to get one I might have, have it, it soon. Is, is it fun? It's not as smooth as games like Modern Warfare, but um, it is fun. I find myself using it a lot more. And it wasn't it wasn't as smooth the first time I tried it because I was in a high gravity environment. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what I was gonna say. It would be really weird in different gravity environments. You'd be like, but low gravity? I can go half all down the hallway. Like, <laughs> yes, it's like of, a, yeah, it's fun. Speaking of high gravity, real quick, did y'all notice your oxygen level drops faster on high gravity worlds? I didn't. Yes. Yes. You actually lose oxygen faster when you're moving on high-level worlds. That explains so much. Mm-hmm. Like, like Archon said, their attention to detail. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite big. You forget about it sometimes until mm-hmm. you get in there and do it. Yeah, it's crazy. And one, one thing I really noticed today, I don't know why I noticed it today of all days, but I've been so focused on all the conversations... And, you know, what I'm doing in the game and sneaking around and shooting this person and shooting that person. That, But I never really, like, appreciated the music in this game until today. Like, I was just going through a couple different areas for, for some of the missions I'm running. And the music was just like, I just want to oh, sit yeah. right there and just listen to it for a while. Because it was like, There's yeah, one key there's a- scene in the main story. I'm not going to talk about what that scene is. Not yet. We'll talk about it later, but like a different episode. But the music was so good. I was like, hey, guys, you got to listen. You got to listen to this. This is so good. And I'm looking for it on the soundtrack now. Yeah, I yeah. went to one of the missions I was doing today brought me to like this little party gala ship. And you were in the main ballroom, like questioning people and stuff. And the music in the background was just like, all right. All right. Yeah, I can get into this. <laughs> I got you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love the music. It's really... When I do hear it while exploring, it's what helps me explore. But then again, I'm exploring. I don't hear that much music. Yeah, it's like everyone Everyone gives so much credit to the visuals and stuff in this game, which... Kudos. Like, obviously, the visuals are great, but the music, man, just doesn't get as much appreciation yeah. as... I'm a huge modern symphony, modern or- orchestra fan. I'm a published author, and when I'm writing, I have to listen to non-worded music. Otherwise, right. it distracts me. 
My two favorites are Future World Music and Two Steps From Hell. Those are my favorite composers. And uh, Carrie Musi, he's really good too. And the music kind of reminds me of their level of like epic modern symphony. And it just hits the right emotion when you need to hit the right emotion. Yeah, that's, that's a really good depth, depth of the game, I think. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of audio, um, so I wear Corsair headphones and their sound quality is great. And when I'm running through the forest on these planets, it literally sounds like you're running through a forest on these planets. You hear the bugs chirping. You hear the birds chirping. Mm-hmm. It's it's just amazing. And each of the creatures I've come across have their own sound. Oh my god, I could live on this game. <laughs> right? I did a mission, yeah. my one of my first missions with Freestar Collective, and I was investigating this uh, farm that was being threatened with uh, one of the actual rangers, because I was just a trainee deputy and the environment, the storm that was happening, the thunder lightning as I was going through this Canyon, all the water pooling up and I'm trying to find these, these, these tracks while these alien creatures are come stalking me, literally stalking me. It was creepy and it was freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. The environment just drew me right in. There's a reason why, there's a reason why each of us have well over 50 hours and we haven't even playing for a week yet. <laughs> I have a brand new monitor coming on Friday. That's a 35 inch big one with 200 hertz and one millisecond and all that good stuff. And I am so excited to play this game on it. Oh, I saw one today on Facebook Marketplace that was a, a 49 inch LG Odyssey, like curved, immersive. Uh, I started drooling a little, but I was like, should yeah, I? Yeah, 1200 bucks later, why not? Uh, it was only 900 on there. <laughs> I really thought about it. I'll have to wait until tax season. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, but if anyone wants to send us anything like that, by all means, we'll yeah. happily give out some addresses. Um, <laughs> we want all the Starfield paraphernalia anyone's willing to send us. We'll take it. We'll <laughs> shout you out and thank you with all of our deepest hearts. Um... I'll take it all, man. I want I want the patch. I want the jacket. I want the chair. I want the headphones, the controller. I want an Xbox. I've been really thinking about it, and I really uh, want an Xbox X. And I was at the store, and I was thinking, I just don't have the money. I want to. I just really can't do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at them, too, but I'm like, I'm already playing it on my computer, and I can't think of anything else I would play on my Xbox that I wouldn't already just play on my PlayStation. I was thinking about playing Boulder's Gate. Yeah, I'll, I'll play that. I mean, on I, I could play it on my PC just fine too, but yeah, I don't know. I, I still think it'd be fun just to be able to relax on a couch with a TV and do it instead of being at my computer. That's why you it get would, a wireless mouse and keyboard. I mean, <laughs> it, would, it would be fun to get a new perspective of the game, like with the keyboard and mouse, and, and learn the or, controller or with, aspect with of it, controller aspect of Wait. it, and just you know, sit fairness, back on the couch and see how how it goes. I could get an Xbox controller and do the same thing on my PC. I mean, that's yeah. true. I think I think if I dominated the TV like I've I've been on my computer, my family would probably hate me. So, any more of your playthrough, buddy? Um, no. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm kind I'm going through the Crimson Fleet quest. It's so much fun. It's so immersive. It just if you ever had dreams of being a space pirate, that's the quest line for you because it's like that's the the whole premise of the quest is is the space pirates and. and all the different things you got to do for them and it's it's a lot of fun i've been eager to get into my playthrough i've been like itching 
You guys go ahead, <laughs> talk about yours. It's my turn. <laughs> I started my yeah, new game so plus. I'm, uh, I'm going to go on for another 40 minutes or so just so that a widget I, doesn't I won't have a chance enough. to do it. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> get, get, tell, us, tell us what you're doing, man. Tell us what you're doing. Start my new game plus, and I'm going to give you the spoiler warning right now. I need five minutes. Make it three minutes. Skip ahead. Three minutes. In three, two, one. Warning, spoilers ahead. All right, so I'm on my new game plus, and I, you get the option to either do the main story again or skip it. And I chose to skip it. <laughs> For my reason is, is I wanted to do my Lone Wolf playthrough. I didn't do it because I always had a follower constantly in my first playthrough, and I wanted to do it Lone Wolf. You can still get your followers. You can still go to um, the lodge and you can get them. And you can still get all the artifacts. In fact, they're all now on random planets for me. They're not in the same places they used to be. They're spread out randomly. And they just give me the locations of the artifacts. And I just go get them. Same with the oh, powers. Cool. Yeah. Um, I have like two, min two minutes. I should have said you know less than three minutes. But anyway. I The powers, by the way, are freaking awesome. Yeah, I agree. They're super, super useful, especially uh, the one. There's one particular power that lets you like see enemies that are walking through walls and stuff. So you always like know oh, where I the use enemies that one are religiously. Yeah, that one's the one I use the most. Um, I also use the cloaking one that makes you invisible, but it doesn't really make you as invisible as I want it to because like enemies can still see you. <laughs> yeah, kind of bothers. The stop time one is very useful, and the one that that locks them into a gravity. Yeah, yeah. The stop time one's pretty cool too, or slow time. I mean, pretty cool. Anyway, that's I have that, not. Hmm? I've that's not had a situation. Yeah, yeah, that's the one they showed in the video. I have not found a use for the one where you can like see what's going to happen in the future yet. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't either. I know there's got to be uses for it, though. All right, so... It might be useful for sniping. We got people coming back from the spoiler, so we're going to go ahead and ixnay that right now. Um, so, and I noticed that my ability that I gained from Ryujin still exists for me. It unlocked a, a, a Tier 4 skill, which is great, but I still have the ability to use it in my conversations and things like that, and it has been so fun. And I beat the main the last fight of the game by using that ability and it was hilarious i wish i could talk about it in detail but that's super spoilery so i'm not going to do it it was hilarious and if you do the ryujin quest and you finish it you know what i'm talking about and you can understand where i'm going with it it's great yeah. but when i started my, my game my new game plus i wanted to just let the game kind of take me so i went to the lodge did all the stuff i needed to do really quick and then i just started meandering around and I started getting constant quests pop up. And the first one I got was to go to a distant star. Well, I decided to get an artifact first, which took me there. And then as I got to the planet, I got hailed. And it was this farmer whose satellites had been taken out. I guess there was like four farmers on four different planets in that system. And they use these satellites to communicate through each other. And I guess the um, spacers were knocking their satellites out, trying to take them over. So I had to go fight the spacers off. I got 24 ship kills doing that quest, that side quest. That's how I got my Type-C pretty quick. I actually did that same quest. 
Oh yeah, yeah, the farmers. <laughs> yeah, that, fun. that would be when, that would be a was, good one for an explorer to run across. When I was in there dying so many times, it's because my ship was not geared right to be able to take on those ships. <laughs> I had a um, let's just say a special ship to do it, and it still struggled big time, but I got through it. Oh, I handled it fine once I had my custom built ship. I am saving up my credits because I did just get my Type C on piloting, which is the fourth stage of it, fourth level of it. So I'm now that I got to the point where I can get the parts I want. I still have to do ship engineering to get to the good ones. They kind of go hand in hand in some of the parts. Um, I'm saving up my credits now in order to be able to do that. Well, as I was saving up my credits, I did another mission, another side mission that kind of took me to this Tropico Resort. I think that's the name of it. It's trop- they say it in a weird Tropica or something like that. It's, it's a weird name, but it's like this resort on a planet. And they're really shady. Really, really odd because all the NPCs look like each other, like they're all cloned. I think that's on purpose. So I think there's another story back behind there that I have not gotten to yet. Um, yeah, it would make sense because I I've come across quests as well that have said that cloning is happening. So... Yeah, it kind of got that vibe. It was kind of creepy. But anyway, this unknown ship was outside threatening this... Well, they couldn't communicate with it, and they think it's aliens, so they're all freaking out about it. And I have to go talk to these aliens. Um, which turns out to be just... Uh, I won't say, but anyway. As I'm going in the process of helping these, quotes, aliens, I uh, have to outfit them with a new um, drive. Not a warp drive, it's the... Uh, grab drive. Grab drive, thank you. And <laughs> they, I go to the right engineer to do it, and he's trying to charge me 30000 for this grab drive. I have 90000 I could pay for it, but I'm trying to save up for my new ship. So I do the whole persuade thing, and I was a success. Turns out I had to pay 25000 Oh, knocked down five. So I was thinking, <laughs> oh, there better be a freaking good reward to pay me back for spending 25K on this. No, 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 no. They just gave me a list of items that were antiques. <laughs> and when you go to a Maybe. shop, their value is nowhere near that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so thinking, that's huh? funny. So it's not spoiler because it was shown in the deep dive. What was? When you first meet this ship and you go on board. You know what quest I'm talking about? I'm in the middle of it. With the people that were that took off 200 years prior to the yep. discovering graph? So when you open yeah. up the door and you get on board, and they go, oh, you're human. Yeah, it is. Okay, well, I'll talk about it. It's these... Basically, this the ship took off because they, they felt like it's this private company's got together and built a ship, the biggest of their time, doesn't have grab drive. So they did it the slow way. So they have been in flight for over 200 years. They have multiple generations that have died and lived on this ship. And they just got to the planet that they were promised to do it. But this resort's on it. And they don't. They want us to kick, kick out those people from the resort. Say, like, it's our planet. We don't want anyone else here. So one way to compromise is to give them a grab drive and say, go pick any planet you want that's not colonized. Yeah, that, that's what cost me a fortune. <laughs> Should have probably. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more in depth than that, but that's yeah, that's the, the nutshell. Yeah, that's and that resort yeah. is what's creepy, Rook. I know. I've been in there. 
Yeah. You yeah. see all the people that it's like four people. There's a hundred plus people there, but there's only four people. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've, crazy. Had, I've had a few quests that, that have been kind of silly that uh, like their concept of money is just like silly because it's like, Oh, we're going to give you a significant signing bonus if you sign with us. And then you sign with them and it's like, here's 2,000 credits. That is not significant. And the request later on say, here's a little chump change, gives you 11,000. I've found more than that in in chess and random buildings. (laughs) Like, come on, that is not significant. I did make a fortune doing Ryujin, though. Just saying. Gotta think. This game, not every character and not every NPC in this game is real bad boys like us they're actually they're actually normal people trying to scrape by a living and uh, i've been like us (laughs) yeah right Uh, you want me to say the word i wanted to use (laughs) um i i I was really hoping as i'm going to this game because my favorite sniper rifle and this is if you guys are wanting to do sniper stuff the best sniper rifle i have found so far is the old earth hunting rifle Everyone I picked up has, has either been rare or epic. I haven't found a common one anywhere. I don't know if you guys have, but I haven't. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have. And they always come, they they can't seem to come with suppressors. Everyone I found has had a suppressor on it, and the power involved in it, for the, it it's got the biggest bang for your buck. I one shot just about everything except for the higher level elites. Sometimes even one shot those if I hit him in the head. But I have my they character have the most range. That's for sure. Yeah, you can get high range if you modify the uh, fifty cal. But I don't. I, I'm working on getting my modifications up. I'm working on weapon engineering. I'm only like level two or three in that right now. I got to the point where I can put a suppressor on it in a small scope, <laughs> but I can't do the internals yet. Um. I'm looking for a legendary version of that rifle because it's been my baby. But it takes nine by three nine. And that stuff is hard to come by. I have to go to weapon shops, and they usually have 30 or 40, sometimes 50 of them. So I have to go to all the major cities to try to find this ammo to get enough to go do a mission. On the bright side, you only have to shoot one bullet. Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> if I miss, I miss. I've done some incredible shots, though. You're out oh all base and 10 bullets. I shot a guy who was jump boosting across a bridge onto a building and I shot him right when he was passing in front of a railing. I went through the railing in the air as he was coming down. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I wish there was a way we could craft ammo that would be useful. That would be really useful. Uh, also, really quick, a little tip. I was having issues with my with my graphics like I mentioned briefly in the last episode. I did find a way that did change the graphics in my game dramatically, and that was simply turning off VSync. VSync does a locked frame rate to put, to prevent screen tear and things like that, depending on your monitor. I turned that off, and the game became stunning. It was night and day difference. So if you're having issues like I was, try that. Try turning VSync off and see how it looks for you. Um, also, get turned down the film grain a little bit, makes it more clear. Good so tip. yeah. Yeah, and I started the Freestar Rangers, enjoying it so far. I'm barely into this investigation I'm doing. So far, it's been very interesting, and I'll talk about it more at a later time, but I, so I'm just getting into it. Yeah, anyway, you guys have your tips you want to go through? Uh, first, before we do that, while we're on the 
subject of missions. Let's talk about the Mantis quest. Oh, yeah, let's do that. I know that Archon and I have both done it. I've done it twice now. I did it right away because you get this quest very early on in the game. Yeah, it's it's part of like the main story quest when you go to the Nova Galactic Star Yard. You'll kill spacers there, and they'll drop this little note that says... Yeah, it's part of the old outpost. neighborhood mission. Yeah, it says, secret outpost with a question mark. I mean, with an exclamation point. And as soon as you read it, it gives you a quest called The Mantis. Yeah. I actually have that if, note. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you do that quest, or if you get that quest, I suggest you go there right then. Yeah, because right away. The You're going to be in for get, a fight. Yeah, the rewards you get, the earlier you do them, the better they are. Um, we're going to talk they, about those rewards. change your playthrough. Yeah, we're going to talk about those rewards in just a second because it's going to be a spoiler. Let you know. Yeah, they. it's a really fun mission. Um, there's puzzles to solve. There's, you know, all kinds of, like, mobs to kill. To, I mean, ev- everything you could want. Yeah, the reason there's, why we're highlighting there's, this. There's a whole bunch of lore down in there about the Mantis who's basically Starfield's version of Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's 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 a very fun, engaging quest, and it is worth doing. That's why we decided to bring it up, because it is. It's very fun, engaging. It's only a one-mission one quest, or a yep. one-quest mission, but it takes a while to do, because you are going to get into a fight. You have a lot to do, and if you actually pay attention to the notes and things like that you get throughout, it tells the entire story of it. It's well worth it. And the rewards you get afterward are really well worth it. And then it also can add conversation marks into your conversation in the future, as well as little events that occur mm-hmm. afterward when they see you're the mantis and they freak out and run. So we are going to get a little bit more in depth in into that. So here's your uh, spoiler warning again. Um, we're going to be talking about this for probably about the next, say, three minutes again. We'll three do three minutes. minutes. We'll do three minutes about it. So if you want to skip ahead three minutes, um, here's your three, two, one. Warning, spoilers ahead. All right. So basically, when you get through this mission, um, when you get to the end, you find out about the Mantis, who, like I said, is like Batman. And you can get the Mantis's suit, which is in a case. Or Batwoman, because um, it was a woman that was... Yeah, it was, a, it was a woman at the time that was the Mantis at the time, yeah. And you get her, her the suit. You get the, the suit, the jetpack, and the helmet. Which is and all legendary. I've All legendary. I very much suggest you save before you loot it, because every time you load a new game, it's going to re-roll the stats. So if you I get did the stats you don't particularly like, you can keep re-rolling it. Until you get what you do like. And you will also get the Mantis's ship, which yes. is better than any ship you will have at this point. If you do it, it early enough, a, yeah. Yeah, it has a shielded cargo bay, so you can move contraband on it. It it, it jumps way further than any ship you have at the moment. The guns and if you, and want it, if you do better. have a better ship, you can sell it for a pretty penny. I think it's like worth 20 or 30,000 credits. Yeah, and you don't have to register it. Also, it um, like like uh, Widget mentioned, it gives you different conversational pieces. Like if you go up against some pirates or something that are only a couple levels higher than you, they'll be like, 
oh crap, it's the mantis, run away, get out of here, leave, and 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 they'll flee from you because they don't want to mess with the mantis and, and just other things like that. It, it, it's, again, another one of those attention to detail things that are really nice. Yeah, and you do become that superhero, that legendary superhero that is like a, a myth and a rumor. Uh, I did say before I got my suit the second time, and it took me 107 tries to get the suit I wanted. You did it 107 times? I counted. For the purpose of doing this show, I counted how many times it took me. That's some dedication. But I got the suit I wanted. So it's it's worth doing. Um, I would definitely hit up that quest. If you have it and haven't done it yet, um, it will take a few jumps to get to where it's at. Um, So be prepared. You're going to have to jump a few times to get there especially at lower levels um at higher levels you might be able to get there in one or like one jump or two jumps but it might take you like three or four otherwise but it's definitely definitely worth it all right so that's our that's our side mission of the week that we want to talk about i think it's one of the key ones to bring up on the first full episode of after the game release uh guys let's go ahead and get into your tips and tricks all right I want to give a little bit, I, I know I've seen a lot of things online and a lot of the Facebook groups and stuff have been in that a lot of people have issues with two main things in the game, shipbuilding and outpost building. And I actually struggled with the outpost building at first. Um, I had to mess with it a lot before I actually got it. So I thought I'd give you guys a few little tips and tricks. Basically, you don't need a lot. Everyone thinks you need to have these big elaborate bases. You can have big elaborate bases if you want. Um, you can de- decorate them however you want, but basically all you really need, you need, you'll, you'll want to use your scanner and find a location that has the material that you are looking for. Or my, personally, I like to look for like two or three different types of materials so that like I get the most bang for my outpost. You'll want to build three extractors. You'll want to build Why three? power to run. Uh, three seems to be the most efficient. Um, and it doesn't require a ton of power. You only need to have like three of the solar arrays to power the base if you use three extractors. So I use three extractors. Um, it produces a lot. Like every time I go to my base, I have like 300 iron sitting there waiting for me, which is more than I'll ever use. One time I neglected going there for like five or six missions. I came back and had 700 helium and like 600 <laughs> iron waiting for me i was i couldn't even hold it all i had to go sell some of it because it was just too much that's why i only use one extractor <laughs> the, biggest thing, I needed. the biggest thing that's confusing is you want to make sure when you okay so there's a different type of storage for each type of extractor so if you have if you're extracting iron you want like a solid storage if you're extracting helium you're going to want a gas storage if you're extracting water you're going to want a liquid storage so you want to make sure you have the right type of storage and then what you'll want to do is go up to your extractor and for me on computer it's the you hold the E button and it'll bring up your little menu and you want to hit mouse button two. So right click and it'll bring up what's called um, an output link. And you want to link that extractor to that storage. That way, everything that you get from that extractor will go to your storage. You don't want to link the storage to the, to the extractor. You want to link the extractor to the storage. So it, 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 it can go the wrong way. So you want it going the right it way. signifies the flow. Correct. So you want it going into your storage. Um, I always have a transfer storage as well. And then I'll take all of my other storages and do that same link process to link them to the transfer storage. 
so that everything that goes into those storage containers will then go to the transfer storage. And then on top of that, you can also link your bases. So like you can create a, um, I believe it's just called a, a link and there's, you can link them to different planets in the same system, or you can link them to other planets and other systems as well. You just have to choose the right one. Um, if you, if you want to connect it to other systems, you have to, the, the, you'll need to have some type of helium input because it runs off helium, but it's super useful because you can have all of your materials transfer to one base and then you don't have to fly all around the galaxy at all your bases to get your materials. Um, but there are a couple skills. Yeah, there are a couple skills you definitely want to pick up along the way. Um, one of those skills is outpost engineering. Outpost engineering obviously lets you create more things at your outpost. So you're definitely going to want output engineering. Um, and then there's a really important one. It's called planetary habitation. That one will give you different perks, such as the very first perk gives you the ability to build build outposts, build your outposts of planets with extreme temperatures, like deep freeze or infernal planets, where you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, and then the higher ranks just let you build in in different environments, and also you can build more of them because you start out you can only build eight outposts. Um, but once you've unlocked all four ranks of planetary habitation, you can build twenty four total outposts. Dang, I know that much. Lot, yeah, it gives you, um, it increases the maximum number of outposts you can build by 16 with the last rank. So you can build your 8 plus 16 more. So it, it's super, super useful. There's one other skill that you're going to want to get um, that makes it basically to where you can link your, link more than two of your outposts together. Because when you first start, you can only link two outposts together. So yeah. you'll definitely want. Well, we can bring that up on a different show. Rook's going to talk about weapons and stuff. As I mean, uh, ship building and stuff as well. So I'll I'll try and find that while you guys are. Talking I was going to talk about, about combat. Super useful. I was going to talk about my um my skills. What I what I've been choosing for my my stealth assassin build, but we don't have the time for that tonight. So if you guys want to hear about it, you want to hear about either one of our how we're building our characters, just let us know, and we'll do that one of these times. We'll just go through the detail like how we're building our 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 characters. Anyway, Rook. What's up, everybody? So, yeah, I've been working on shipbuilding a bit because exploring, I want the best ship I can, especially yeah. when I get jumped in space. I've built quite a few. <laughs> um, but the only way you can really start with a ship build is to break down a ship you want or you have and scrap it all. First, I'm going to start off with the skills. Uh, piloting is going to be your number one skill because that's what unlocks the higher ranks. And for the some reason, but yeah, for some reason, but that's decide to go against the industry norm and go A, B, and C with C being the best. <laughs> Instead of the opposite way, yeah. <laughs> Instead of right. the opposite way. But piloting, you want at least a tier three, uh, piloting three, uh, because that's where you unlock B class. Four, uh, Skill four is the C class. And then you want shipbuilding, which unlocks different tiers of class parts, like uh, uh, rare, experimental. Experimental being the final like one. Yeah. And yeah, exper exper I can't remember each tier individually, but experimental is the final one. And if you're building ships, they're the ones that are grayed out at the bottom that you can see but can't use because you don't have the right shipbuilding level. 
Yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. I got my, my class C. I'm working on getting the ship engineering. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. It's always good to start with a basic concept you want. Uh, usually start with your bridge. That way you can actually, or your cockpit, that way you can work around that because your cockpit has to be connected to your uh, your bay. The problem with this, and the game doesn't tell you this, if you're using certain companies' equipment, it's one of the brands you can get on Aquila. I can't remember the name of top of my head. It's the more rounded look. If you use your top piece, it will not register you're connected to the cockpit for whatever reason. You have to use the middle piece and run that close to your cockpit. One of the ways you can do it is if you highlight over your points on your connecting points that you want to connect to, you can get the more common options that can connect to it. But not everything that will connect to those parts will actually show up. So you sometimes will have to actually add a part separately. And also you have to balance your power output with engines. If you have three bars for engines, you can only put so many engines on your ship. You can't have just a cockpit, a bed, and a bunch of engines. It doesn't work. Found that out because I tried doing that. I'm going to do a later episode where I actually go more in depth on this. Also, they touched on it earlier. Selling ships is also a pain. You have to register a ship if you get it outside of quest items. And then you got to sell it. And you get a couple thousand at most more than what it costs you to register it. So it's not yeah, a profitable. It's, <laughs> it's not a big, easy way to make money. That's for dang sure. With that, with the amount of effort it takes to steal a ship, especially in space, is it's definitely not a easy way of doing it. That's why I just go and steal ships on the ground. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna try putting a better uh, guide together for building ships. But the biggest ones are you have to watch your power levels that you're putting together. And you have to make sure your weight, you have enough, your engines are strong enough to push around the weight of your ship. Otherwise, you won't have a very high max rate or a very high mobility. There's a bit of a balancing game you have to do. You can get most of the, all the basic parts on any shipyard. But when you get higher up and you unlock tier C, and you, you, you unlock your engineering, you can get only specific parts at certain shipyards. Mm-hmm. Um, you can build your own shipyard on your base, but you'd only give you the basic ones that you can get everywhere else. It can't give you any of the high-end ones. You have to go to each specific city to do that. I have also found that as I've been doing these specific quest lines, such as the UC Vanguard and stuff, they unlock special UC Vanguard only mods that you can get for your ships only if you do those quest lines. So Yeah, there's a lot out there. You gotta unlock them. I've noticed the Crimson Fleet has some pretty wicked ships and ship parts. So, And don't make the mistake I made. Don't take over a ship and then go into the cockpit and try flying it and be told that you can't fly this ship after fighting like 20 guys on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I made that mistake earlier tonight, and it was a royal pain. He took over a classy ship and didn't have his, his permits for it. Uh, nope. Tisk tisk. So we only have time for one email tonight, unfortunately. So we're going to just get into the one that I that we felt was prudent and was actually a pretty good question. He's also one of our regulars. So Mr. Yardcell99 is back with a good one. He said, uh, one big question. 
How are you three managing your inventories? I am constantly over encumbered and have resorted to dumping all the heavy ore on the floor in my new ship. I tried to upgrade the cargo hold or add a second one or whatever, but the shipbuilding was awfully confusing. Also, when using the crafting tables, do they only draw from the materials on your person if you are away from the ship? For instance, in the Constellation Lodge, you can put everything you own in a safe in your room because it doesn't have a weight limit. But do the crafting tables downstairs auto draw from that? Or do you have to have the supplies on your person? On your ship, it draws from the ship's hold and your person, right? Some clarification on that and strategies to manage inventory would be very helpful. Um, P.S. I have accidentally read about a place we can go to to change out or at least get rid of your attributes like introvert or empath. Interesting. So quick touch the ps um if you have alien dna you can get rid of it uh very early in the game um you can also get rid of your parents uh the kids stuff really early in the game um but back to the question i don't manage my inventory i let myself get over encumbered because unlike other bethesda games when you're over encumbered you don't slow down you have to stop for a minute to let your oxygen recharge but you go to same speed yeah I can touch on this a little. Uh, one big thing that I did right away um, was I started working on the payloads tech ability. Um, that one helps increase the, car- the the amount you can hold in your cargo hold. So that one was pretty big. And then also, I believe it is strength, weightlifting. Yep. Yeah, weightlifting. weightlifting. Another one. Um, uh, that's why it's one of the reasons why I spent so long trying to trying to get a specific suit was to get my limits. So you can get that on legendary suits as well. Yes. So I have a plus 60 between my helmet and my suit itself. Right. Those are also like if you get um, spaceship or spacesuit crafting, uh, spacesuit design, you can you can add mods to your, to your armor to increase your lifting. Also, you can equip your followers with gear too. And if you get, if you mod their gear, it'll increase how much they can hold for you as well. Pack mules. Um, yep. As far as um, anything that's in your ship's inventory, you use anywhere that you're crafting. Yeah, anything, so anything you're crafting, your it pulls from your ship and your person. Yeah, your ship and your person, Any anything. So, like, I dump all my resources, any of my materials and stuff there, like weapons, uh, armor, things like that, I'll dump in my safe at the lodge. But, like, any type of resources, they all go in my ship so that when I'm crafting... It's there, but it's yeah, not waiting. Yeah, my ship is resources. Yep, only resources. That's the only thing I store there. That's that's how I manage mine. Um, I mean, there's lots of different approaches, but I, I, I would sell definitely... all everything except resources. I sell. I, don't I also, them. as soon as I could, built a new ship with as big a cargo hold as I could possibly get on it. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. My last ship on my first way through, I attached two different cargo holds plus the one I already had on there. Which yeah. made a huge difference. I had with the payload and everything like that, perk, I had like almost two thousand storage there, so like I had plenty of room. Um, I didn't really see myself having a problem. Plus I use it a lot because I craft a lot, so I've I don't ever have a massive stockpile. I actually don't sell everything just because it's hard to find all the people, all the uh, merchants with enough money to buy everything. But right. uh, I'm very selective about what I pick up. 
I'm not. I've gotten yeah. to the point where I just run through, pick up everything, and start just selling it. Except for There's toilet an... paper. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely pick up your, your toilet paper. <laughs> uh, as far as cargoes, uh, containers, you're better off building a more custom design to fit the cargo containers to make it easier or rearranging the design of the ship that you're trying to adjust because the, the cargo containers don't have any other attach points than one spot. Um, actually, I have on the outside of my ship the ones that look like they're boxes on the side of the ship, not the big containers, and they hold 320 each, and I got four of them on my ship. So I hold 1,400 inventory on my ship. Which is yeah, a lot. You can do quite a bit. You get the room and you design it right. You can do quite a bit, actually. So now, to put it, to put it as well, sum it up basically. You can pull from your ship. You can pull from your inventory. You cannot pull from a safe or anything that you store in a room or a building that you own. Those are the only two places it'll pull from when crafting. Mm-hmm. And no, I did not know that there was a place you could go to to change your attributes. Yeah, well, I found that not attributes. Traits. That's what I meant. Yeah, traits. I was looking at his email and. But, but while I was looking through mine. those skills, since I promised, uh, as far as outposts go, it's called Outpost Management. It's under your social tab. That's the one that lets you create additional cargo links. Um, it'll also get let you add additional crew, and it'll make your extractors work twice as fast. So that one's a good one to have as well. I wonder if the place he's talking about is that enhanced place in the game. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think the enhancement place is where you get your, like... Uh, where you can change your looks and stuff like that. I wonder if that you does can change, change your that, looks though. and add, like, the, the mods to your face and stuff. Yeah. The implants. So. It just makes you think. Maybe. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. All right, guys. That was our show today. It's episode 7. Thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, if you want to get a hold of us with your comments, questions, suggestions, please email us at starfieldraw at gmail.com. You can follow us on X, starfieldraw. You can follow us on Facebook at Starfield Raw on Facebook. <laughs> we're always we're all monitoring that. So, yeah, you could. Well, yeah, we monitor everything. So we do respond when we can. Not always, but we do try to respond if we if, if it's needed or if we select your message or email to put on the show, we'll just drop it in the show. And you can follow us individually as well. And please don't forget those five star reviews. They are extremely helpful for the show. They help us to get featured and things like that, which is always, always great. We want to continue doing this for you guys. You can follow me individually at the widget, W-I-G-I-T. Find me at Rook213. And you can find me at the Archon, A-R-C-H-O-N. I can never spell that. 606. <laughs> so at the Archon 606 on X. And if you have any questions or anything that involve... Um, outposts if you're having just any issues trying to get it started feel free to email me i'm more than willing to explain it to you i'll even jump on discord with you if you want and and help walk you through oh speaking of discord we are building our discord for our listeners yes we are so in our off time you know maybe we can jump in and and interact with some of the listeners and, and we can get some of your questions that way as well we'll post that information when it's ready on facebook and twitter and we might mm-hmm. talk about it on a future episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And have an absolute fantastic week blowing everything up. Peace out, everybody. Reach for the stars. <laughs> <laughs>